backbone matters. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given. And you'll find power for living. Power for Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Power for Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given. And you find power for My friend, today I want to speak on the subject that backbone matters, particularly when it comes to the things of the Christian faith. We've been looking at the book of Titus, and the scripture says in chapter 2 and verse 1, But as for you, the things which are proper, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. The word doctrine just means sound teaching, biblical teaching. In other words, we should know what we believe, why we believe it, where to find the truth in Scripture, and then how to live it. It's really that simple. We can can dress this thing up and complicate it if we want to, but my friend, living the Christian life really is not complicated. Take the Word of God at face value, trust Christ as Lord and Savior, believe that He has a a wonderful plan for your life. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ came that we would have life, have it more abundantly. In other words, God wants to give us a life of meaning, fulfillment, and satisfaction. And then the key is how to go about living that life of fulfillment in following Jesus Christ. Well, the Apostle Paul told a young pastor named Titus to teach the things that are proper for sound doctrine. You know, the word doctrine in the three epistles that were written to pastors, First and Second Timothy and Titus, two young pastors, the Apostle Paul wrote and sort of gave them some encouragement and instruction. That word doctrine is found 16 times. And the reason is God wants his people to know what we believe. Our belief shapes our behavior. And so it's important to know what we believe. You know, there's some alternatives. We could uh, step outside every morning, sort of check the wind and see which way the cultural winds are blowing. Uh, We could, you know, follow our heart. We could do a lot of things. We could take a a smorgasbord approach to scripture saying, you know, I'll take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm not sure I like that verse. I'm going to leave that one alone. Or we can just take the word of God at face value. Think of it like this. You know, every child loves cotton candy. I remember when I was in the first grade, our first grade teacher, Mrs. Golden, down at the old La Paz Elementary. Now it's LaVille Elementary, La Paz and Lakeville Consolidated. And they used to have their own separate elementaries, and you'd come together in junior high, but now it's all one elementary. So I go all the way back, kind of telling myself a little bit, my age, but I go all the way back to La Paz Elementary. And Mrs. Golden, what a tremendous teacher she was. But her husband 
had a cotton candy machine. And I guess in the summertime, they would travel and, you know, work some of the county fairs and whatnot and just have a good time. But once a year, Mrs. Golden's husband, Mr. Golden, would bring that cotton candy machine to La Paz Elementary. And we during our afternoon recess, every child in the elementary got free cotton candy from Mr. and Mrs. Golden. Oh, my, what a big time. Of course, when I was a kid, we'd go to the county fair. I always loved the cotton candy. And when we do different carnivals here at New Life and different outreach events, we have a cotton candy machine, and, and kids love it. Who does it? It's sugar, all nice and fluffy, and away you go, and that's the end of the story. Kids love cotton candy because it's sweet. But here's the deal. Cotton candy may be sweet, but you cannot live on it. Every parent knows that. You need, you know, strong, good, solid food. I grew up on, you know, meat and potatoes and vegetables and salad. And, you know, my wife is Italian and she sort of expanded my palate with all those wonderful Italian dishes that are just, her spaghetti sauce is just absolutely out of this world. It's, it's, I call it world famous, and we've fed as many as 100 football players Cindy's spaghetti before. It, everybody loves it. And so, you know, you got to eat things that are, are good for you and, and so forth. And, but children love cotton candy. Well, some people approach Scripture like that. They just want the sweet, nicety, nice little verses. But anything that challenges their faith a little bit, they kind of shy away from it. Well, Jesus wants us to follow him fully. He's given us his word. And basically, the scripture makes it clear that doctrine matters. Backbone matters. What makes a jellyfish a jellyfish? No backbone. And today, it seems we've got too many people that want to follow Christ without any backbone. Listen, if you follow the winds of culture, sometimes uh, it's going to go against scripture. And the same is true if you follow Jesus Christ. Sometimes some of his teachings are going to go against the cultural norm. Well, that's okay. Let the chips fall where they may. But it's very, very important that we understand that we know what we believe, why we believe it, where the truth is found in Scripture, and how to live it. Not in a a way that is sort of abrasive to those that don't follow Christ, but in a way that lifts up Christ and we can just kind of say, hey, this is how I live. This is why I live this way. And it's a good thing. It's working for me. And my friend, if you'll trust in Jesus, I believe it'll work for you too. So think of it this way. Backbone matters concerning the sound doctrine of Scripture. You know what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16? All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, righteousness, just a big word for the right way of living according to the word of God. So when it says all scripture, that means the entire Bible, Genesis through Revelation. doesn't mean I understand it all, but I do accept it. You know, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. If you want to strengthen your faith, you listen to the word of God. And, of course, John chapter 20 and verse 31, concerning the gospel of John, the Holy Spirit inspired the apostle John to write, these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ and that believing you would have life in his name. 
So if you want to strengthen your faith in Christ, or maybe you want to explore the Christian faith, maybe you come from another uh, religious persuasion, and you're sort of curious about the Christian faith. Well, God would say, read the Gospel of John. The whole purpose of John's Gospel is to help people believe in Jesus Christ. And so I really believe if you'll open up your life to that and follow the Lord and just say, God, teach me from your word. I'm going to read the Gospel of John. I believe that you will see Jesus Christ for who he is, the God-man who died on the cross for our sins, born of the virgin, lived the perfect life, died a substitutionary death on the cross. He paid the penalty for our sins. They buried him. But I like to say this is what separates the men from the boys when it comes to religious faith. Three days later, Jesus Christ bodily resurrected from the dead, proving that what he did on the cross satisfied the Father, also proving the authenticity of the Word of God. Because of the resurrection, the Scripture says all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. They are faithful and true. That's why the Apostle Paul commands preachers today, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, he says, preach the Word. Oh, my friend, it's the Word of God. You know, some people say, well, how do you know the Bible's true? Well, I'm not sure I can give the skeptic every answer they're looking for. But let me just suggest a couple of things. You know, first of all, we have what we call the continuity of the Bible. You know, the Bible is not just a single book. It's a collection of 66 books. It's like a library. It's a collection of 66 books written by 40 different authors Authors with all kinds of backgrounds, everything from kings to farmers and everything else in between. So it's 66 books written by 40 different authors over a period of 1,600 years. And yet it has one central theme. And that central theme is Jesus Christ. The Old Testament predicts Christ and and has pictures of Christ, if you will. When Moses parted the Red Sea through the power of God, that's a picture of our redemption in Christ. There was predictive prophecies in Psalm 22. In verse 1, you actually have the statement, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In verses 16 through 18 of Psalm 22, it it shows Christ on the cross right down to uh, where they divided his garments. And that was written hundreds of years before the crucifixion. And we could go on and on and on. Isaiah 53, written hundreds of years before the crucifixion, describes Christ on the cross. Isaiah 7:14 is a prediction of the virgin birth that was fulfilled in Matthew 1 and Luke 1. We could go on and on and on. So there's fulfilled prophecies. There's the continuity of the Bible. You know, Jesus affirms the Bible. He says in, in John 10, 35, he says, you know, you, you search the scriptures, uh, and John 5, 39, excuse me. You search the scriptures for in those you think you have eternal life. Those are the very things that testify of me. And then in John 10, 35, he says the scripture cannot be broken. In, in Matthew 5, 18, he says that not one jot or one tittle will pass away. In other words, the crossing of the T, the dotting of the I, everything is inspired by God. He authenticated the story of Jonah in, in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. He says, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. In other words, it's a picture 
of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus authenticated the creation of humanity. In Matthew chapter 19, and verse 4, he says, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? I could go on and on and on. You know, the Bible records the sins of its heroes. You know, I mean, one glimpse at Scripture, and you can see just to take a casual glance as you read through it. I mean, Noah, he after he has a great victory with the ark, he grows a vineyard and drinks way too much wine and, and gets intoxicated and sort of embarrasses himself. Moses murdered a man. You know, Abraham lied repeatedly. David committed adultery and set up the murder of a guy. We could go on and on and on. You know, Peter denied our Lord three times. These were champions of the faith, and yet they had glaring flaws. By the way, that's a reminder. God can use any one of us, my friend. God's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for people that will believe in the one who is perfect, Jesus Christ who died and rose again, and you place your life in his hands, the Lord will transform you from the inside out, begin to do a work through the power of the Holy Spirit. When you believe that he died and rose again for your sins, and then by faith invite Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and Savior, he begins a transforming process from the inside out. Of course, there's the empty tomb. I mentioned that earlier. That's really... One of the things that makes the Bible such a trustworthy book. You know, the scripture says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Matthew 28, 6, the angel said, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Oh, my friend, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not just an Easter message. It's an everyday message. Because it's the absolute foundation of the Christian faith. And so backbone matters. And it begins by having faith and confidence in the sound doctrine of Scripture. That the Bible points us to Christ, shows us how to believe in Christ, and then shows us how to live for Christ and follow Christ, and gives us the great triumphant message that one day Jesus Christ will return. Oh, my friend, keep your confidence in Christ and you can't go wrong. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen. <music> 